Welcome back to Kids These Days. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. I'm here with my good friend, Rachel Poiski, the children's pastor here at Memorial Drive Presbyterian, and I am Tara Reynolds, the high school discipleship director here, and we have a friend with us today. Yes, we actually have an expert. We have an expert. We finally <laughs> got an expert. what they're doing. Yeah, oh we, my, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, so we have Carrie Mosk. She is our uh, special needs uh, director here at Memorial Drive. And she also has some other credentials that makes her an yeah, expert. Yeah, because she is an expert. Yeah, like, so Carrie, <laughs> say hello. And what are what are your Tell us why you're, why you're pro. Uh, I, I don't... <laughs> think I'm a pro by any means. Um, I worked, before I came to Memorial Drive Presbyterian um, to work in the special needs ministry, I worked in the public schools for many years as a uh, licensed specialist in school psychology. So. Okay. Sounds fancy to and, me. And you're <laughs> an Aggie? I am an Aggie. I don't know if yes. that makes you expert or not. <laughs> oh, my, my brother is an Aggie, so I'm I am all about it. Go I, Aggies. Yeah. I mean, I love the Aggies, but they did beat my Tennessee Vols this year in football, and I was a little upset about yeah, that. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Can't and then <laughs> you were at HBU with Tara. You hey, guys are yeah, go, Huskies. go Huskies. Dogs up. I would sing the uh, I would sing the alma mater, but I think everybody would hate this podcast forever if yeah, I did that. So I wouldn't awesome. but, but I'm a big Big Husky fan. Husky you know? fan. So I'm You're, all about that. I don't, probably 2% of our viewers know HBU's mascot, but yeah. you know, shout out to the two people listening who The Huskies of Houston. <laughs> Just what kind of cruel joke is that? We have a live mascot. The apartment that she lives in, Kiza is her name. The apartment she lives in is like always really cold because Houston is just so hot. Oh, that oh, the mascot. <laughs> yeah, we have a yeah. live mascot. Who puts a husky as a mascot in a place that does not get right below a I mean, hundred? That's the joke of the century. But anyway, <laughs> so Rachel, yeah, why is Carrie here today? Will so today we are talking about anxiety and depression, mm. which um, I think those are really important things. You know, I was reading just some statistics about that. And um, it was talking about, you know, the prevalence of anxiety among 13 to 18-year-olds is about 25%. So, I mean, you know, that's a lot of kiddos. Yeah, that's a lot of kids. And then also just that um, I was reading that they said, like, in 2015, they estimated about 3 million adolescents um, aged 12 to 17 have had one major depressive episode in the last year. So. Gosh. I just think it's really important for us to talk about. I'm excited that Carrie's here. Um, So, but talking about anxiety and depression, Tara, how do you relieve stress? What's your what's your go to? (laughs) Well, there's a you know there's a couple different things, but I just am so excited to talk about my newest way that I get to like go to my happy place. Okay, so you ready? I'm scared, but go (laughs) ahead. Don't be scared. It's funny. At least I think it's super fun. Well, to make a really long story short. I thought I wanted to have, like, a really cool talking piece in my office, like, if students come in to, like, be like, what? And so, I, of course, I got an ant farm. (laughs) I mean, right? That is so weird. No, it's not. It's a little weird. But I think it's funny. Anyways, so my aunts, they finally came in. 
my they won't they won't they wouldn't ship them if it was over 85 degrees, which is it is over 85 degrees about 10 months of the year. Yeah, in and Houston, Houston. they're like, we have a one month so window. So it took them like six months to get here, <laughs> but they finally did. And so I put the ants in, and they're just digging so many tunnels. I could have I could, gotten you fire ants out of my yard. Oh, well, Saved you a lot of money. Well, okay. It, it, they weren't that expensive, Rachel. They were, they that's were, true. They are ants. They, were ex, they weren't expensive. I mean, of course, you are paying for ants, so that's kind of crazy. But they have been digging so many tunnels. And so I just find myself staring at them. Just And I'll be yeah. like, oh, wow, five minutes has gone by. But it's very stress relieving because just – what, the simpleness of being an ant, the simplicity of being an whatever ant. Whatever makes just, you happy, Tara. What, okay, fine. whatever. What is your way that you really <laughs> Oh, stress? you don't want to hear. Okay, so I'm just thinking of one particular time when I relieved stress, and I think my kids might be scarred for life over it. So we're driving in the car, and they're fighting, and I was just in a super bad mood, and I couldn't, you know, I kept saying, stop, stop. They wouldn't. So I just screamed this blood-curdling scream at the top of my lungs, and they did not know what to do. They just like— I can't even imagine that. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And they stopped, and they just stared at me for, you know, about 20 seconds, and then they started laughing hysterically. Oh, that's and, awesome. And, but now it's referred to as the time when mom lost it. They're like, Mom, Mommy, remember that time you lost it in the car? That's so awesome. it was, I guess it was my psychotic break or something. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so, yeah, that was funny. Carrie, what about you? Do you, what is something you do to relieve stress? Oh, goodness. Stress? Y'all are relieving stress in all these fun ways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, like, you know, exercise, go running, oh, that sort of well, thing. She, something else. That would be the healthier. <laughs> you know, or screaming works too. You know, whatever like, oh, works I'm for so you. Help. I go for a run when I'm stressed. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I scream and then I watch ants. <laughs> so, Those would work for me too. Yeah, and that would go. be why she's the expert. I was going to say, exactly. The expert has the expert way to relieve stress. That's great. Awesome. Good yeah. deal. Well, I just realized we, we, we got we to gotta do our word for the week really quick. Oh, gosh. Word yeah. for the week. We can't miss that. It's yeah. The word for the week. Word for the week. Then we'll we're going to jump in. And we're going to jump in because this is so good. I'm excited about this talk. It'll be really good. But our word for the week for is the week. YouTuber. YouTuber. Mm, what YouTuber. is that? Yeah. And I want to – Carrie has kids too. So I want to know if you – like if the YouTube trend is like a thing that I, I, I see with, with my students and with other kids. But YouTuber can mean two different things. It's either someone who is like – really obsessed with YouTube, like watches a lot of like YouTube videos and that could be like a YouTuber, part of the YouTube community almost. Yeah. Or a YouTuber is someone who puts out videos and has like a big fan base, like a fan following. And so there's all kinds of different YouTubers. There's like makeup artists. I think yeah. you were telling me yeah. like that's a thing or comedians, like a lot of funny videos just that people put out and they go viral and then they make lots of different ones. Or um, people The gamers. Who, that's a crazy one. Yeah. Hey, okay. let me sit on YouTube and watch you so, play a video game. Someone told me that the other day. Do you realize that those people make so much money and all they're doing is playing video games all day long? Yeah. That is crazy Isn't to that me. crazy that yeah. we live in a world where people can play video no. games they become all day? famous for this, yes. right? Like in they that have, YouTube yeah, they have community. Great, like, people who like know how to just know how to navigate all these video games and know all the cheats and like all the shortcuts and people watch them and it's like they have millions of followers and they just advertisers pay them money <laughs> so wow it's just crazy yeah are your kids in the youtube channel my oldest son is he knows certain names and he follows them on different social media yeah, platforms yeah, they have instagram and, and so it, it, they have i actually know a youtuber fairly oh, wow. i do oh, i don't know if she's like a big deal around 
and you know around this area but she is a musician so she got famous by doing youtube famous by doing cover songs and then she is a singer songwriter too so she puts out a lot of originals i like babysat her when she was a kid and her name is megan nicole so shout out to megan shout out to your channel you can go check her out but she was on cake wars last night Oh, <laughs> is that crazy? Yeah, so she, she was on she Cake Wars. Baking no, she was a judge. She was a celebrity judge. <gasps> so, so she's like for real yeah, famous. Yeah, like she goes on world tour. <laughs> Terry's like, she's not lying. I'm not lying. Awesome. Like she's like I know her. She's like we're really good friends. And so, uh, yeah, but she's got like three something million million followers on her YouTube channel. It's crazy. Like social media has like five million followers or something like that. So, so it's good to know if you do not if you did not realize that your kids are watching YouTube. Yes, which always. Be careful. Yeah. YouTube is We've always said YouTube is great in the kitchen or in, in the, the living, living room, room yep. because you can get to inappropriate content. Even it, a lot of these aren't necessarily inappropriate content. Some no. are. Some are. Yeah. But um, you can get to inappropriate content on YouTube. Yeah. So Use the parental absolutely. controls. Use whatever means you can to yeah. minimize the badness. But then also just keep computers Yeah, and some That's of it's good. like really benign. It's like... How to put on makeup? Yeah, braid your hair. Or YouTube is actually very products. useful for lots of things. So yeah. it's not like an anti-YouTube, but just right. anti-inappropriateness. So exactly, <laughs> which you know, I think we can all agree that's probably a good thing. Yeah, but anyways, okay, let's jump in. Uh, let's jump in to Great. our expert here. Okay, so we're talking about anxiety, depression, and um, Carrie. I think we just love to hear. Tell us how do we know. How can we identify when our kids are struggling with anxiety or depression? Like, what are some signs that might alert us that this might be an issue in our kids? Yeah. Well, you know, I would look for just an overall change in their mood or behavior. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's there's lots of different signs, but a lot of them are, you know, our kids kind of kind of exhibit them just naturally, like irritability. Mm -hmm. Okay, irritability is a it's a huge sign of depression and anxiety, but it's mm-hmm. also just how teenagers act. They are irritable. Right. So it's like when they become more irritable than usual, mm-hmm. you know, that can kind of be a, a little bit of a yeah. red flag. Um, you know, loss of interest in things that they used to be really interested in, you know, activities, friends, social situations that they used to really enjoy. If they're pulling back from that kind of stuff, you know, that's that's something to pay attention to. Mm, okay. um, you know, changes in sleeping and eating patterns, those can be signs of anxiety and depression. Um, you know, and, and anxiety and depression are two different things right you know yeah, like for sure. anxiety we all experience some level of anxiety mm-hmm. you know it's just yeah. a normal reaction to stress but it's when your anxiety is keeping you from living the life that you want to live or it's mm-hmm. making things a lot harder than they need to be for you that's that's when you want to address anxiety yeah. and, that, and that's that just kind of constant chronic worrying whereas depression is more of, of a mood thing right mm-hmm. you know that overall sadness kind yeah. of thing um, and they've got some some different causes and a little bit different signs but you know with depression we might see um, you know, a lack of interest in hygiene, you know, showering mm-hmm. less, caring less about how they look, you know, right. that sort of thing. Um, that might be my entire family. <laughs> <laughs> but then with anxiety, you know, the worry, they may be more worried about how they look and right. showering and that sort of thing. Right. So, or maybe like worried about things, would, would it mean like worried about things that 
a little bit more than normal. Like yes. it's kind of like if you're worried about this one thing and it shouldn't they shouldn't be that worried maybe, but right. it's like okay, a little worry is normal but like obsessive worry maybe. Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, like it's normal to worry about a test, but is it to is it normal to cry and throw up and not be able to enter the room? No. Okay. That's a little too much okay. anxiety. And sometimes with anxiety people just get that overall feeling of worry and mm. stress and nervousness and they can't identify what they're worried about, mm-hmm. that's that's a sign that you, you might want to look into that a okay. little bit deeper. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, how much do you think anxiety and depression go together? Like, is it often or, you know, do you I, see one? You know, I would say that we see them often together, you know, because anxiety can kind of lead to depression. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes if you're having trouble handling the situation that you're in, that can lead to withdrawal and that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think that's really interesting what you're saying about the anxiety, that the irritability piece, because I think that I wouldn't always think that, that, oh, they're, they're irritable and it's coming from a place of anxiety. But that's a good, that's a good clue. To mm-hmm. say, mm, okay, something's off here. Maybe they're lashing out that way. Well, I think it's also important to know the signs of like when anxiety might be a problem, you know, because Absolutely. there are several, you know, I work with middle school, high school kids and school's stressful. It's gotten a lot more stressful. Yeah. That's like a whole nother piece to the That's puzzle. another day. Yeah, a whole, whole nother day. But there is certainly a difference between like, like occasional anxious situations and a kid who might be struggle with anxiety and so I think that that's I'm I'm interested to hear like those kinds of signs that are different it's good to know those like yeah so what are some signs I guess severe anxiety is that what you're saying yeah like I guess that's true like so when you when you like if I have a student who is consistently anxious about a certain thing is it like if if they're certain if they're anxious about one thing is that maybe a sign of anxiety or is it like they're anxious about everything that's more of a sign of them being in struggling with anxiety. Does that make sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say if it's a consistent problem. Gotcha. If it is coming up more than just in an isolated incident, an isolated situation. If it's across the board, keeping that child from living the best life that they can live, then I say you want to look into helping the child with that. And that doesn't have to mean medication. It doesn't have to mean therapy. There are things um, that you can kind of change and look at in just that child's home, you know, their situation in life um, that can help reduce the anxiety. Yeah. You know, like our kids have so much on their plates these days yeah. with the schoolwork and the extracurriculars and sports. And, you know, if if a child is having problems with anxiety, you really want to look at those situational factors that you can control, control yeah. you know, and the the more free time, you know, that they have just to kind of decompress, you know, that that can be helpful for sure. So, yeah. So tell us what are, maybe we'll talk about if it's more serious in a minute, what we should do. But what are just some things when we can do at home if we yeah, have kids? Yeah, give me the tools. What are some Please. tools that we could do? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think talking to your child first, I identify what's going on. You know, hey, I'm noticing that you know, you're really irritable lately. And I'm noticing that you just seem to be stressed out. You're having trouble sleeping. You know, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. I, th- I think you might have a little bit of anxiety. Let's talk about what we can do to help you. And, you know, 
getting the schedule worked out where they have some downtime a few nights a week when they don't have to go somewhere after school. That that mm-hmm. can be helpful for just catching up on things that need to be done, getting that sleep that they really need. Um, you know, things like journaling, you know, mm-hmm. gratitude journaling Helping is really cool. You know, yeah, yeah, just if even if they're not into writing per se, just tell them every day, let's just write down two or three things you're thankful for. Mm-hmm. Two, two or three things that are great. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't have to share it with you or with anybody. Just just kind of getting in that mindset of being grateful, being thankful, realizing what's good in life, focusing on that. Um, just stopping to take a couple deep breaths mm-hmm. can be helpful. Sometimes we're so tense and we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Just helping your child to stop for a minute and breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, just having those kind of conversations can be helpful. Um, one piece that I think is is contributing to a lot of teens' anxiety is the internet and social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there's you're seeing these picture perfect lives that other people are leading, and and sometimes that sets up unrealistic expectations in our kids' lives. Yeah. You know, trying yeah. to be that, look that way, yeah. be there, be invited here. You know, and often what we're seeing is projecting. I Absolutely. mean, projecting this life or this image that people want to see, or you know, and it's not actual reality. Absolutely, that's always the case. I feel like, and I've just read yeah. so many articles about that with people kind of coming out who are these Instagram stars that have these perfect lives or bodies or food, like diets or whatever, and they'll come out and say, this is all a lie. Like it was giving me anxiety to try to continue to project this. So it's like this cycle of anxiety. And You know, another thing I was going to say that I've found helpful with kids of anxiety is I try to help them know what's coming next and structure. It Mm. seems like structure for people who struggle with anxiety is really good. Have you seen that too? Absolutely. Absolutely. The less unknown, the better. Mm. Yeah. So definitely, especially with the younger kids talking about what's the plan for today? How's this going to look? You know, we're going here. Here's how it's going to look. Who, mm-hmm. Here's who's going to be there. That sort of thing. Definitely for the younger kids with anxiety. I I think that would be really helpful. That's good. So, so if it's, you know, we've tried some things at home and that doesn't seem to be enough. What, what are some other things we can do? If we think it's kind of more of a serious problem, what do you suggest the next steps? If we've got some parents out there that say, you know, we've kind of tried some things and it's still getting it to be a deeper problem. What do we do? Yeah. Well, talking with a therapist is, you know, almost always a good idea that can be helpful for anybody. Um, And with anxiety, there are lots of stress reduction techniques um, that a therapist can work on with anyone. And just kind of processing, that can be really helpful to have someone to do that with. Um, And there are medications for depression and for anxiety, um, because a lot of times anxiety and depression have a biological basis. Mm -hmm. Um, It has to do with brain chemistry and that sort of thing. And also anxiety and depression um, can have a genetic cause. You know, we can inherit that tendency. So Definitely talking to a mental health professional about getting some therapy, possible medication, that's, that is definitely something to consider if you're noticing that just those things that you're trying to do at home aren't helping. And then also, you know, with depression, you know, sometimes thoughts of self-harm or harming others are an issue. And, you know, if you think that your child or someone that you know is is really thinking about hurting themselves or hurting someone else, it's so important to contact a mental health professional right away 
It's not mm-hmm. something that you can wait to do tomorrow right. or the next yeah. day. You have to do it right away. Um, and if you don't know who to call, you can always start with your child's pediatrician. Or there there is a national suicide prevention hotline that you can call, and they can guide you to professionals in your area. And that number is 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255, you know, or 911. That's, yeah. you know, you just, you really, never yeah. know. If it's really bad, mm-hmm. you've got to get help right Right away. It's always better so. to be safe than sorry. I mean, always. Absolutely. I think sure. with mental health in general, it's, you know, it's better. It's We don't want to over-dramatize things with our kids. However, it's I think with mental health, it's always better to be, like you said, safe than sorry, to be proactive. Yes. And, you know, maybe it's just, you know, sometimes I see parents where the their kids are going through something and it's just it's just a life stage something and then right. they're fine. You know, and once they kind of get over this hump of a, a new school or a new environment or a move or that kind of thing, then they're fine. But a lot of times there is more going on. And mm-hmm. I think being proactive about it, like you said, and especially if, with depression, if it you're afraid they're gonna harm someone, just to go ahead and go a step further than you think you should because it's better to be proactive in my opinion. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, with depression depression, you know, feelings of sadness kind of come and go, but if it's if it's significant depression, that's really unlikely to go away on its own. Mm-hmm. So I would I would really seek treatment for depression sooner rather than later. Yeah. yeah. And I think I I think I would just say too that going kind of back to the theme of better to be safe than sorry. Sometimes if you're going, if you press in when you're seeing, I think these like kind of these symptoms or these reactions or responses from your child, there's a deeper issue. Even like if it's situational, it could be bullying, um, Mm. could be happening if there's a lot of anxiety for a certain, like maybe they don't want to go to school, but they're fine in other contexts. Right. right. And so you, for either way, you want to get to the bottom of that. I mean, Absolutely. it might not necessarily be something that they need to be treated for in that anxiety, but it is something that needs to be processed with them and maybe handled in a different way. So I think not letting the stigma, quote unquote, mm. of, oh, my kid is anxious or depressed, stop you from being involved because your kid's well-being and health is so much more important than what, you know— people's yeah. perceptions are, I, I th- think. I feel like sometimes parents, they say, oh, we don't want to label a kid as this or that. But if it's something that they're dealing with, it's better to communicate and get them the help they need mm-hmm. uh, rather than watch them struggle. You know, yeah. If your kid had a hearing loss, you would not, you would go get them a hearing aid. Yep. So if your kid is dealing with mental health issues, you need to deal with it. Yep. Right. I feel pretty strongly about that because I see some kids struggle because I think parents don't always want to put a, a mental health label on them mm-hmm. when really they're getting labeled because they're not getting help. Right. And so that's just something I yeah. and encourage can, parents like get help if your yeah. kids need help. And it makes life so much harder for them as adults. I mean, if you don't handle it when they're younger, I think it just because it will, it's not going to, like you were saying, Carrie, it, some of that stuff is just not going to go away on its own. And so, yeah. yeah. Well, Carrie, any closing thoughts on things that we should know about anxiety and depression? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I just think that communication with your kids is key. Mm-hmm. Just if you're you're talking with your kid, you're spending time with them, you know, it's it's going to be okay. You're, you're going to do a great job. Um, mm-hmm. Just Just get help. Just get help when it gets to be too much, definitely. 
Awesome. Perfect. Wise words from our expert. From the expert. <laughs> we got an expert, Rachel. Yay. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, thanks for joining us for Kids These Days, and we'll see you next time. Stay happy and go, go to Huskies. Your, go to your happy <laughs> ant farm place. Hey, you know what? That's Ant farms are cool, Rachel. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Bye. Whatever. We'll see you next Bye. time. See you Bye. next time. <laughs>